Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. I used to play soccer a lot. I'm pretty sure I had a shirt that said, soccer is life. I was a midfielder and I loved scoring goals. And whether you've played soccer or not, try to picture this, right? Imagine you're a player, you've got the ball, obviously you wanna score. Now you're dribbling at full speed down the field toward the goal. You pull a sweet spin move around that last defender, leaving nothing between you and the goalie. Now, a soccer goal is pretty big. So there's a lot of open space to get the ball into that net. But as you're flying full speed ahead, what would happen if you started to think, don't kick it at the goalie, don't kick it at the goalie. With that as your focus, where do you think the ball is gonna go? In most cases, you'd kick the ball right at the goalie because that is what you're focused on. If instead of the goalie, you aim for the bottom left corner of the goal, but you're thinking, don't hit the post, don't hit the post, you're probably gonna hit the post. Now, however, if you focus on the open space between the post and the goalie, if you just stare intently at at that spot that you wanna hit, you're gonna be much more likely that the ball will end up in the back of the net and that will feel amazing. So with this story in mind, I want you to understand that what you focus on is essential in the process of setting and achieving better goals. And I know what you're thinking, right? Oh, I know how to set goals. I know how to make goals and write them down and plan them. And that's great. But most people get this one really essential part wrong. They set negative goals instead of positive goals. So let's talk about how your brain works, how to understand that to make and achieve better goals. Okay, so let's look at two fairly standard goals that most people try at some time in their life. Weight loss and being more social. Now, these are pretty straightforward. They could sound something like, I want to lose X number of pounds, or I want to make X number of new friends. Now, let's look at two goal-oriented phrases that you might make when you're working on these goals. So someone sitting at a dinner table in front of a delicious meal may say, I want to eat less food. Or someone going to a new social event may say, I want to be less anxious around new people. You'll notice the focus, the verb, or the action word of both of these sentences is eat food and act anxious. Neither goal provides an actionable step in the positive direction you wish to go in. The brain doesn't really understand the word no or the negative concept of don't do that. The brain focuses on the overall action that's being requested, regardless of its context. The brain actually has to make a workaround. So if you say, don't eat more food, it's having to do all this extra computing, trying to guess what you want it to do instead. Or don't be anxious, your brain's trying to figure out what's those extra steps, right? And this is really apparent. You'll see this a lot with little kids. If you tell a toddler, don't run, They don't know what don't means, and they don't have the computing power to calculate what they should do instead, but they do know what run means. And so if you tell a kid, don't run into the street, they're probably going to start sprinting, right? And if you tell a little kid, don't hit, all they can understand is the word hit. They They have no idea what to do instead. Now, as an adult, if you told them, you know, an adult don't hit, they would automatically calculate like, oh, put my arm 
down, but that's making your brain take these extra steps, right? You'll notice in all of these examples that the goal is to remove something from the behavior instead of focusing on what you're going to do, focusing on that positive outcome. So these are called negative goals because your focus is on subtracting something. Can you see the problem with these negative goals? So for example, I don't want to feel sad or I don't want to mess up or I don't want to yell at my kids. The goal of not taking action is a very difficult one. The people who are most successful at not taking action are not generally very successful people, right? And negative goals focus on not making mistakes by taking no action. And this is a big contributor to anxiety and depression. I've heard this type of goal called dead people goals because the only people who succeed at never feeling sad or never messing up are people who are dead, right? Martin Luther King Jr. This is something I think of all the time, right? Martin Luther King Jr. said, you can't cast out darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. So instead, put your energy into what you do want to achieve, not what you want to avoid. These are positive goals. Positive meaning some action that you add that will move you toward your goals. So a parent could say to a toddler that's hitting, be soft with your hands or go slow. To someone who's feeling anxious about being social with a new group, they could just say to themselves, just focus on smiling and saying hello to two new people. To someone who's looking to get healthier with their weight, they could say, I'm going to pay more attention to my bodily sensations of hunger and fullness and listen to that inner wisdom of my body. And to a soccer player looking to score a goal, you could say, aim for the net between the goalie and the post, right? And when it comes to setting positive goals, it's really best to identify the smallest possible steps to achieve those goals. So if you continually feel anxious about something, you can start by identifying those triggers, those things that trigger your anxiety. You can start by identifying what triggers your anxiety in those situations. And that way you can start planning what action you'll focus on and take during those moments instead of what you're trying to avoid. So if your goal is to stop yelling at your kids, that might not be a super helpful goal. So instead replace that with, I'm going to identify my triggers for yelling. I'm going to read two articles on conscious discipline to expand my parenting skills, or I will ask my preschool teacher for tips, or I will develop two new skills for managing my stress when I'm upset at my children. If you want to set better big goals, Focus your attention and your words on what you want to achieve when you're achieving those goals. Focus on actionable steps that you're going to take to bring these things into your life instead of what you're not going to do, like kick the ball at the goalie. Because avoiding things you don't want in your life doesn't bring you closer to the things you do want in your life. When you set a positive goal, that means you're telling your brain what you do want to add to your life. When you do that, it gives your brain a chance to roll that idea around and it helps you set the intention to take clear, actionable steps to make that goal a reality. Okay, so what are your goals? Share one of your goals in the comments below. I'd love to hear about them. Thank you for watching and take care. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube.
Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care. Thank you.